0: Welcome everybody to Dead Talk Live. I'm your host, Viz. I want to welcome all of our viewers from around the world. So good evening, good morning, good afternoon, depending on where you are located. Thank you for tuning in and hope you could spend the next hour with us. If you're joining us for the first time, want more info on the show, please visit us on the web at deadtalklive.com. Uh, let me go ahead and welcome some of our users. Of course, we have our moderator, Singer Chick, Khaleesi, Saz, and then we have Marie over on the Instagram side. So thank you to our moderators. They do a great work. Welcome to CC Wheezy, who is with us. Philip is joining us on Facebook, as is our regular Lindsay from Canada. Lisa is also with us. Have you guys been hearing about the crazy weather here in north america texas oh my god texas is facing sub-freezing temperatures uh like 20 people have already died in texas it's horrific what's going on and it's not just texas uh there's a massive storm that's about to blow through the entire eastern seaboard of the United States stretching all the way into the Midwest all the way to the Atlantic it's crazy it's crazy 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 so I hope everyone out there stays safe wherever you're located and our hearts and prayers go out to the people in Texas uh, if you guys have friends relatives or if you live in Texas you know exactly what's going on we've been seeing pictures of pipes bursting People turning on their uh, uh, faucets in the, in, the, in the kitchen or in the bathroom to let the pipes slowly drip and run, waking up the next morning and have it be frozen. A lot of people are without heat. It's horrible. It's horrible. Daniel is in Texas, and man, the cold is insane. Luckily, Daniel still has power. Man, I hope you uh, continue to have power. Tina is with us on Facebook. Daniel, as far as what's going on in Texas, uh, there are a lot of people down there without power and a lot of people who have lost their heat and it's, it's dangerous. It's dangerous. The temperatures, um, not having any heat, uh, yeah, you know, a lot of people don't see that as being a big issue, uh, just bundled up under a cover or something, but it's dangerous. It is dangerous and it's wreaking havoc all across North America. It's not just Texas. It's affecting pretty much all of North America. Uh, so let's see. Welcome to Lizzie. Phillips says it's always cold here. Minus 33 degrees. Ouch. You know, I visited the upper Midwest. I've never been to Canada. I'll admit, I've never been to Canada, but I visited the upper Midwest, uh, Illinois, Wisconsin, In the middle of winter. And that cold is no joke. So I can imagine what you guys out there in Canada uh, have to deal with every winter. But uh, a Wisconsin winter is no joke. I mean, it is. You go there and it's normal for them that they've lived there. Here in the mid-Atlantic, like, you know, I live just outside of Washington, D.C., the threat of snow... And there's a run on supermarkets, schools close, just a threat, even if we get a flake or two. Uh, And then you have these people who live where it's just normal every winter, like Wisconsin, and they deal with it. The schools don't close. Uh, I know growing up in New York, uh, they never canceled school for us when it was snowing, no matter how bad it was outside. And uh, but here, I don't know about elsewhere, but here in the DC suburbs, the threat of snow and everybody just goes into chaos. Chaos, uh, supermarkets, schools close, just crazy. Uh, let's see. Lizzie writes in England, we're going into spring. Oh, come on, Lizzie. England is uh, not known for its bright, sunny weather either. I'm sure it's pretty cold and always raining out there as well. Uh, James in Facebook writes, it's in the teens in Louisiana. Uh, Yeah, like I said, it's affecting most of North America. So let me say hello to some of our Instagram people. Jonathan6911 is with us. 22Gabriel is with us. Ray is with us. T.P. Harkley is with us. Welcome to you guys. Uh, So let's get started. Well, before we get started, the last two days, we've had uh, two awesome guests. Monday, we've had uh, screen legend Robert Joy, who has been acting since the early 70s and has been in almost everything and anything on TV and and in the movies. Fascinating interview on Monday with Robert. Got to learn about Romero, Land of the Dead, The Hills Have Eyes, his time on CSI New York, where he spent eight season, eight years on the show for a total of 165 episodes. And then yesterday, we had a, a fairly newcomer in Sam Valentine. She was amazing. Uh, great interview yesterday, great interview on Monday. And if you guys listened to yesterday's interview with Sam... Uh, at the end of the interview she uh, Mentioned this app That for right now is only available for the iPhone. It's called Clubhouse and Apparently it's a place. It's a social media app for people in the arts and entertainment industry comedians musicians actors you name it uh, it's it's a, an app that's less than a year old and and You know, which the way she described it to me on the interview really intrigued me. So I went after the show and uh, I got the app. Uh, But apparently the app, uh, for whatever reason, is by invitation only. You have to be invited by an already existing member. So I emailed Sam and she was very gracious enough to send me an invitation. So thank you very much, Sam. For sending sending me that invitation. Uh, I did end up joining this app. Which is called uh, Clubhouse. And what it is guys. uh, I'll try to do my best to explain it. Like I said. It's a place for established. And up and coming people. In the arts and entertainment industry. And it's a way for people to network collaborate have the more established people give advice to the uh up-and-coming people that want to get into the industry and it's a great concept and it's not done by texts or pictures it's all audio it is broken down into rooms you can create a once you're a member you can create a room and you the, whatever topic you want to name the room, you do it, you leave it open, uh, or you can just invite a certain number of people. It's up to you. And people come in and you just talk, you know, not via text, not via pictures like Instagram. You just talk, you share. It's a lot of fun. And I haven't had that much time to really mess around with it. I, you know, I just got in today. Uh, after tonight's show, I'm gonna, I plan on spending some more time and exploring it. But anyway, uh, I don't know if you guys caught that yesterday with the interview with Sam and her mentioning it. But it's it's an interesting concept, and I look I look forward to exploring it uh, a lot more. Uh, so you know, Lizzie Monk writes, "Love your accent." You talking about me, Lizzie? Uh, Spider-Man Fan 101 is with us on YouTube. Uh, Bugal TV is also joining us on YouTube. Uh, Welcome to all you guys. So let's go ahead and uh, get started with some news. Don't forget, next Monday, we have legendary actress Adrienne Barbeau from John Carpenter's The Fog, John Carpenter's Escape from New York, and a ton of other movies. She is going to be our guest Monday, February 22nd. And then the following day, Tuesday, February 23rd, we are going to have the star of Host, which has been rated by fans and critics alike as one of the top movies, horror movies of 2020. So Host, star... Haley Bishop is going to be joining us Tuesday, February 23rd. And again, Adrian Barbeau is going to be with us the day before, Monday, February 22nd. And I'm looking forward to both of them. That is going to be fascinating. And I hope you guys tune in for that. Lizzie again says, oh, yes, love your accent. Lizzie, are you talking about me? Well, I'm the only one talking. So I'm assuming you're, you're talking about me. My accent, I do I have an accent, guys? I mean, I know from people in the UK, overseas, they see the way Americans talk as an American accent. We see how the British talk as a British accent, Irish. Uh, Singer Chick writes, yes, I have an accent. All right. If I have an accent, what type of accent do I have? Uh you guys know I'm born and raised New York, or is it a New York accent? Because I don't hear it. <laughs> uh singer chick writes, yeah, New York accent. All right, you know? A Yankee, yeah, yeah, New York, Elise writes New York. I've been told that plenty of times. Uh I don't hear it. I don't hear it. Uh I can if somebody from New York opens their mouth. You know, a lifelong born New Yorker. I can instantly tell they have a, you know, New York slash New Jersey accent. But I don't hear that in my voice. So I guess it's the way we perceive ourselves. (laughs) Lizzie writes, I have a sexy accent. Okay. Well, thank you very much, Lizzie. That's much appreciated. Uh, Lizzie also writes, OMG, The Haunting of Hill House f me up. Haunting of Hill House is fantastic. I love the Haunting of series on Netflix. And uh, if you loved Hill House, Lizzie, please watch uh, The Haunting of Bly Manor. You know, that's the second season. It's a different house, uh, different story, and slightly different. It's more of a psychological paranormal movie as opposed to the straight up paranormal of Hill House, but just as good. Great storytelling, great acting. So if you loved Hill House, please go ahead and check out the haunting of Bly Manor on Netflix. It it's a must watch. Ten episodes for Bly, sorry, ten episodes for Hill House, ten episodes for Bly Manor, and they're all fantastic. So let's get started with some news. Okay, now, let the first thing on the list, though we have a lot of stuff, and we'll get to pick and choose which ones we actually go through. Marvel star Dave Bautista pitched for years to be on The Walking Dead. Marvel star Dave Bautista revealed that he pitched for years to be on The Walking Dead. The actor plays Drax in the Guardians of the Galaxy and the wider Marvel Cinema Universe and speaking recently revealed a previous interest in starring in the apocalyptic AMC series check this out free of charge wow but was knocked knocked back because he is too big frame whoa that okay Uh, He goes on to say, I am a zombie fan. He told Empire, I get to get on The Walking Dead. I would try to get on The Walking Dead for years. I said I would come and play a zombie for free, but they said you're too big. That doesn't make sense. We all remember Well Walker, you know, our beloved Well Walker from season two. They gave us a little bit of a comedic break in the middle of season two. As they try to pull up that bloated uh, zombie up from the well. You know, the famous line of Glenn bean walker bait. Anyway, uh, as well as recently wrapping filming on Thor, Love and Thunder, Bautista can next be seen living out his zombie genre fantasy in Army of the Dead. All right, he gets to be a zombie. Directed by Zack Snyder, the Netflix movie follows a group of mercenaries who follow a zombie outbreak in Las Vegas. Venture into the quarantine zone to rob a casino. So apparently in this zombie world, money still has value. The film also stars Ella Purnell and Fear, The Walking Dead's Garrett Dillahunt. John Dory himself. But in spite of those obvious Walking Dead comparisons and links, Bautista recently revealed he initially turned the movie down. I said I wasn't interested, he told EW. I had this chip on my shoulder and was looking for romantic, juicy roles. Then I read the script and it was a lot deeper and had more layers than i thought and also to be quite frank i wanted to work with zach zach snyder is a big time person uh director in hollywood army of the dead will drop on netflix this summer and there you guys have it what do you guys think about that i mean there's a picture of him right there is he too big to be on the walking dead I mean, we've seen zombies throughout the years on The Walking Dead of all shapes, sizes, genders, and whatnot. Uh, doesn't make much sense to me. Uh, I don't know if there's a piece of that story that we're missing. Singer Chick writes, he's too tall. Uh, Philip writes, he was in Guardians of the Galaxy. It was a good movie. Lindsay Sparks says, nope, not at all. So, I'm sure there's pieces to that story that we're not quite aware of. Anyway, uh, Fear the Walking Dead, Season 6B, which starts on April 11th. Uh, and guys, if you have AMC+, what used to be AMC Premiere, this Sunday is uh, the premiere of the six episodes. The Episode number one of six of the bonus episodes of The Walking Dead. Uh, for everybody else, it's coming out on February 28th, a week later. But this Sunday, it's the wait is over. This Sunday, we are ready to get back to The Walking Dead. We are getting ready. Of course, I'm not going to talk about it on the 22nd. Well, obviously, because I have a guest. And then also on the 23rd. But not everybody would have had a chance to watch it. So I'm going to not give any spoilers like I normally do. I won't give any spoilers. We will officially discuss the episode on our March first uh, episode of Dead Talk Live, giving everyone a chance to have seen it. I don't want to, you know, ruin it for anybody who hadn't hasn't watched it. I know not not in fact a small majority of people who watch The Walking Dead have AMC Plus. I want to make sure everyone has a chance to see it. And they're only doing it a week early release for the first episode. The rest of the five episodes are going to be released 72 hours uh, before they are officially released on Sundays. So that's a bit of information. Uh, Johan on Instagram makes a great point. Beta is big. I mean, that's excellent. Uh, That totally just went... Over my head and forgot about Beta. I mean, yeah, the character of Beta was written to be this big hulking giant in the comic books. So they wanted to cast Ryan Hurst, who fits that perfectly and is an amazing actor. But, I mean, that's that's a good example right there. Beta's a, you know, gi- Ryan Hurst is a giant. And uh, he played Beta to perfection. Anyway, Fear the Walking Dead season 6B first look trailer sees Morgan. Te- was, it teases Morgan versus John Dory. Let me see if I have to refresh this page to get that trailer back up. Bear with me here. So, let this ad play out. And let me turn on the volume. And let's see if we can actually watch this trailer. Business. Okay, we. I'm not gonna do free advertising for this ad. All right. Oh, sorry, I'm screwing this up. I want to make sure the volume is all the way up. All right, here we go. Speed. Death. Destruction. Decay. What is happening to the world isn't new. The world's been breaking down since its inception. Everything is winding down. Including us. Everyone get off of me! That was not your choice to make! Death is inevitable. But from this death comes new life. What the hell is that? Oh man, the second half of season six is going to be epic. So you're the king of the crazies. And you are Alicia. Oh, I've been looking for someone like you for a long, long time. Oh. That that looks epic. (laughs) Uh, Wow. Uh, Who the hell is that dude? Uh, Obviously, he has a very cynical look on the world, and... Can't really blame him if you're in the middle of a zombie apocalypse. But that looks epic. Uh, We see the little scuffle between Morgan and John Dory. My assumption on that is we see, we know John Dory has left. He is supposedly going back to his cabin. He doesn't want anything to do with the uh, Pioneers, uh, Virginia's group. Uh, He begged June to come with him. She would not. Uh... So what I think is going on in that scene, maybe, maybe Morgan finds him, tries to get him to join the fight, bring him back into the fold, because remember, John Dory wants to just be left alone. Preferably, he wants to be left alone with his wife, June, but he is willing to leave her behind to get away from Virginia. So that is fascinating. I think it's Morgan who tracks him down and is trying to convince him to come back Join up with Morgan and fight the fight that he's fighting against Virginia. So, uh, CC Wheezy writes, John has checked out. He has. He was, uh, you know, that whole episode that we saw with him, he was really believing in what Virginia was dishing out, her BS. And that episode with the murder and the cover-up and him finding out that, you know, Virginia was responsible for the murder really opened his eyes and the kind of person that john dory is he wants nothing to do with it and he's gonna put up a fight even if morgan shows up because he's he left his wife and we all know how john feels about june he left his wife and uh it's gonna be interesting the uh the reaction we got a little bit of a taste of it in this trailer But what exactly is going to unfold between Morgan and John Dory? That aside, that crazy bearded dude talking to Alicia, that was him narrating uh, the entirety of this uh, trailer. Good stuff. Good stuff. Can't wait for April 11th. Can't wait for this Sunday. We are going to have Walking Dead, whether it's The Walking Dead and Fear the Walking Dead, straight into the middle of the summer. So very excited about that. The uh, the article goes on to say tensions are most definitely running high in the latest teaser for the second half of Fear the Walking Dead's sixth season. These new episodes take place in the aftermath of the devious Virginia commanding Strand to reclaim everyone she's brought to Humbug, Humbug's Gulch. Morgan Jones, of course played by the wonderful Lenny James, is on the path of building his own community, but the arrival of a mysterious figure played by Smallville star John Glover, who Alicia refers to as the King of the Crazies, is sure to complicate everything. Flashes of what's ahead tease explosive confrontations between our survivors as John Dory challenges Morgan's authority and Virginia holds Daniel hostage at gunpoint and he looked up pretty banged up and yes there's a gruesome new zombie as well a walker who has somehow been melded into a tree at some point during the apocalypse now we have seen this before zombies that become glued for lack of a better word against trees but this thing that we just saw in this trailer looks like they took a zombie and they planted a tree around the zombie now there's an interesting take i got to see what the backstory is behind that one uh welcome to andrew valentine on instagram welcome andrew uh anila writes omg the rings at the wedding ah uh, yeah the wedding rings Welcome to Alfie on Instagram, Sam, hello, Jamie, hello, welcome to all you guys, CC Weezy writes, I hate to see John like that when was always so optimistic, yeah, his spirit has been broken, and Virginia broke broke it, Virginia broke him. So we have to wait and see, that's just around the corner, but we are going to find out soon enough. So, for those of you that don't know, uh, Norman Reedus, who plays Daryl on The Walking Dead, is uh, dating, in real life, Diane Kruger. The Walking Dead star Norman Reedus and his partner Diane Kruger have been officially dating since 2017, but you may not have known it or forgotten as they're good at flying under the radar as far as celebrities go. Reedus and National Treasure Star are pretty private, despite being a pretty powerful Hollywood couple. The two have made it through isolation together, stronger as ever, making a lot, uh, sorry, making for a lot more personal inside looks to their life together, and in the process, reminding us all that they are dating. Norman Reedus and Diane Kruger are both pretty active on social media, but as active as they are, they don't share very many looks into their personal life as compared to many other celebrities who actively post on social media. On Valentine's Day though, Kruger shared a very loving image of the couple to her Instagram account with the short but beautiful sentimental caption of To love always tagging Reedus. And here is the picture. They make a great couple. They really do. Uh, I love Diane Kruger. I love Norman Reedus. And, you know, we've seen Hollywood couples come and go. Sometimes it happen- it happens so often that it feels like a lot of marriages are done for career purposes. I know that's a really crappy thing to say, and I hope it's not true, but how many times, you know, have we seen Hollywood marriages just completely fall apart? Uh, sometimes many years after being married. And it's probably because they are celebrities and they are in the news. It happens every day doesn't matter whether you're a celebrity or not marriages relationships fall apart every day Uh, but these two they they look solid they look solid Uh, you know and I'm happy for them I really am Uh, even though fans may not be constantly reminded that the stars are an item they love seeing the couple together Fans are adoring the intimate photo of Diane Kruger with partner Norman Reedus as the post has what seems like hundreds of heart emojis in the comments. The couple are not only are not the only ones fans love seeing together though. Norman Reedus and Diane Kruger share a daughter. And although they have even more private where she is concerned, they do post the occasional photo involving her, much to the delight of their social media followers. And when we say a glimpse, we mean it. The photos of the couple's daughter usually only involve her hands or feet, and very rarely have we seen her face. Diane Kruger has even chastised paparazzi on the occasion that they have released images of of their child and as a parent myself uh you want to keep your kids protected that's a part of your job as a parent is to protect your children so no matter how much your fans want to see pictures of your kids and they want to go all you know goo goo gaga over the kids as a parent i totally understand you know yeah, here's pictures of me and my, you know, partner, but please keep our children out of it. It's just completely out of respect, and uh, it just needs to be respected. Norman Reedus and Diane's Kruger dedication to privacy is worthy of applause and wonder. Considering they're still able to actively bring their personalities to the public, though... Through social media, both celebrities have unique personas surrounding them, which is maybe what makes them such a great couple. And it really shines through on their Instagrams. Reedus in particular can be a bit odd if you don't count the awesome The Walking Dead behind-the-scene posts. It's also a wonder how Norman Reedus is maintaining a pretty private personal life as the actor's, her, actor's career has blown up since his time on The Walking Dead. He plays a huge fan-favorite character, and one of the only key characters to be created for the show that does not appear in the comics. And there's not an immediate end in sight for that Daryl Dixon hype he has going for him. The end of the OG, the original gang, The Walking Dead series may be looming, but Reedus is one of the cast members who has secured his own spin-off with Melissa McBride, who plays Carol. While Norman Reedus and Diane Kruger should be commended for their efforts to keep their lives uh, their own, it's nice to get a peek into their life together every once in a while. Kruger's Valentine's Day post is a lovely reminder that she and Rita are together and strong as ever. Despite their lack of constant internet family photos and the recent pandemic isolation that many couples must deal with, if only there would have been a mini Norman Rita's foot sneaking into the picture, then we would have had a decent family photo. And, you know... Like I said, I've said it already, and all of you uh, people watching right now who are parents, you totally get it. You want you keep your kids out of it. And as fans, yeah, you know, you would love to see their kids. You want to see them as a family. But if they choose not to, you, that's something that has to totally, totally be respected. Um, blessed Me says, so jealous. Jealous of Diane Kruger? (laughs) Uh, Yeah, Norman Reedus has a lot of fans out there, and some fans are jealous of Diane Kruger, Uh, but I think they make a great couple. So let's see, where should we go to next? Damn, we're already 33 minutes into this. Uh, Let me just quickly flash through these news headlines. Uh, All right, here's a new movie, What Lies Below. A dire coming-of-age horror with a fishy twist. A perplexing, erotic storyline isn't the worst thing about this sci-fi mystery which is marred by wooden acting and poor judgment. I'm assuming they didn't like it. You might find enough giggles in this stupendously silly coming-of-age horror to keep yourself amused, But honestly, it's not really funny enough to be enjoyably bad. Even with a bizarro, erotic storyline involving, check this out, humans and fish. It stars Emma Horvath, uh, who it's fair to say looks pretty uncomfortable, as 16-year-old Liberty, back from summer camp to find that her mom, Michelle, played by Mina Suvari, has installed a young new boyfriend in their home. He is a super hunk John, an aquatic geneticist played by Trey Tucker, whose wooden acting I doubt would make the grade in a porn film. Ouch! Damn! Let me reread that. Whose wooden acting I doubt would make the grade in a porn film. Damn. Talk about hitting below the belt. Jesus. Just say you didn't like the movie and move on. Uh, Walking Dead ex- Extended Season 10. Teaser hints. At Maggie and Masked Man's Alliance. So let's see if we can check this out. And it's coming... No, not going to play. I'm not going to unmute the ads. Let this ad finish, and then let's see what this extended teaser of these six episodes is all about. La 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 la. Here we go. Let me unmute it. And that's where name. Where are you from? Where were you when the fall happened? We both know this world the dead it's gonna catch up to us eventually evil people aren't the exception to the rule they are the rule Three, two, one. 2, 1 you see him you can come
1: on home he asked how his daddy died I told him that a bad man killed him He
0: wanted to know if that man got what he deserved. Well, that's nothing new. Well, it's not over. Little pig, little pig. Let Let me me in. in. We have seen that before. Nothing new there. We've discussed it in length. Uh, You all know. The sixth episode is what I'm looking forward to the most. Here is Negan. I, I just want to see his uh, his past. I want to see his time with Lucille. It does look good. Uh, Lindsay, it looks great. Uh, Lizzie Monk writes, OMG, it just gets better. Uh, so, very excited about that. Ronaldo is giving us thumbs up on Instagram. Uh, BD, yes, on Instagram. I am using the full screen. The reason why you guys on Instagram can't see it is because Instagram only limits you to portrait mode for live streams and for a good portion of the life of my show. I was complying and not using all of the real estate that I'm allowed on the other platforms that I stream to Facebook twitter twitch uh youtube so i'm sorry i was hoping that instagram would come to their senses and allow landscape mode uh they have yet to do so so that's why you can't see it if you want to view the fuel the full screen uh this broadcast is simultaneously streamed to five different social media platforms um Khaleesi writes, my husband can't wait to see Here's Negan as well. That's what I'm looking forward to the most. All right, what else do we have? Looking at the time. No, no. Uh, No, let's not do another review. (laughs) I I just thought I'd bring this up to you because it's funny. Look at the title of this article. Every unmade horror movie Sylvester Stallone almost starred in. Well, first of all, Stallone has never done a horror movie. And to talk about movies that have never been made, I don't know what the point of that is. But apparently, uh, he was either up for consideration for several horror movies, they ultimately never got made. How many of you guys out there see, you know, Rocky, Stallone, Rambo? Playing in a horror movie. Uh, Whether he's the bad guy or he's the victim. Can't see him as the victim. I mean, come on. It's Rambo. It's Rocky. Is he going to let some psychopath get the better of him? That would just destroy the image that we have of Rocky and Rambo. Uh, Lizzie writes Stallone is crap. Stallone is good for what he does. And he's been around a long time. So you gotta give him credit, okay? Uh, you know, you gotta give him credit for that. He has been around forever, he is still very active in the industry. So, Zoe on Twitter writes, switch to Twitter, much better view. There you go. That's right. This show is simultaneously streamed to five networks, and I do that so to give everybody on their own platform of choice, to watch this broadcast. Because what I've learned uh, from uh, having this social media and a large following, is that people do not like to leave their platforms. Uh, It doesn't matter. If people are Instagram, big on Instagram, they will refuse to go over to YouTube, the majority of them. If people are big on YouTube, they will not Go to Instagram, Twitter, Twitch, or whatever. Everybody has their platform of choice. And that's why I simultaneously stream this on five different platforms. You guys can stay on the platforms that you like the best and enjoy the show. Instead of this this being only a YouTube show or an Instagram or whatnot. You know? We have 340,000 followers, spread across five different platforms. Uh, So, Raj, I hope that answers your question. We have 340,000 combined followers across all of our five platforms. Uh, Rowena on Facebook writes that Negan is handsome. He is. Jeffrey Dean Morgan is a good-looking guy. He really, really is. Let's see, what else do we have? Uh, screen. Uh, if you guys keep up with our new site, which is Dead Talk News, DeadTalkNews.com, uh, we've been doing several articles, and I'm gonna have another one coming out tonight about Screen Five. And this article basically: Screen, dark, funny, extremely meta horror, In a '90s time capsule that never gets old. Scream is the original Scream. It's just one of those movies that, regardless of how much time has passed, it will never get old. It just won't. Uh, It's a freaking awesome movie. There are a lot of people, including myself, looking forward to the release of Scream 5 early next year. In about one year from now, we posted an article about it. About the expectations that a lot of fans have for Scream 5. I'm going to be posting another article later on tonight, as a follow-up to that. And uh, you know, we just got to wait one year. Christian is with us from Chile. Awesome, welcome, Christian. Uh, uh, Anila writes, "How could you stream at? How could you stream at a time?" I think you mean, "How can I simultaneously stream?" to different network and include Instagram. Yes, including Instagram in a multi-streaming platform requires an effort and it requires third party software. But I figured it out a long time ago before I even did my first episode and that's how I'm able to include Instagram. Because you know we have a hundred and six thousand plus Followers on Instagram. I can't do this show and not include a hundred and six thousand followers that we have on Instagram That just doesn't seem right. You know what I mean? And when we do our interviews, I always conduct the interviews I always do the interviews to where our folks on Instagram I position the guests to where they are fully viewable on the Instagram platform anyway Let's put away the news for right now. And uh, the topic for today's show is faces of evil uh, portrayed throughout the years in movies and television shows in horror. God knows we have seen scary clowns. We have seen psychopaths not wearing any kind of mask because they are their face alone is scary enough. Uh, So what is your favorite? evil face, whether it be a mask, of course, the legendary Michael Myers mask, just a simple white mask uh, molded partially from, Wil- from William Shatner's face, the famous Captain Kirk. Uh, that has to be number one beyond any doubt. But we're talking about the faces of evil and whether it be a mask, Whether it be someone's face and how awesome they are portraying a psychopath on the screen or whatnot. Which has you the most freaked out? Lizzie says The Exorcist. And that is from a very young Linda Blair who starred in The Exorcist. And you guys may have heard this story. Linda Blair, you know, when she actually viewed the final product. Got sick. She needed, uh, I'm not really sure if this is accurate or not, but she needed to be hospitalized for a very short time. You can imagine, you know, being a teenage girl, of course, while you're acting in it and you have the makeup on and you're surrounded by crew members cameraman and you know the why the bed is jumping up and down it's a completely different experience now when you go to the movie theater sit down and are about to watch for the first time what you acted in and it's a movie like the exorcist and we have had countless guests on this show who have claimed the exorcist is by far the scariest movie they have ever watched and it's hard to argue that point Uh, There's no doubt why Linda Blair, the lead actress, young teenager, had a reaction. A lot of people had a reaction. A lot of people turned to religion after watching The Exorcist. So that's a great. Uh, Lizzie writes Pennywise. uh, Sorry, Lindsay on Facebook writes Pennywise scared me. Yep. Both the original Pennywise as well as the new one in the reboot. Uh Lizzie writes the Omen was filmed at Brocket Hall in Hartsfordshire. Uh you know, speaking of Damien, uh that child, that little boy that they picked for the original uh Omen movie, whew, that was good casting. <laughs> that was good casting, and that little boy did fantastic. So anyway, I found a video by What Culture on some of the 10 best unmaskings in horror history. So let's check this video out. And uh, it's not directly related to people's faces, but more of about unmaskings and famous unmaskings that we have seen in classic horror movies throughout the year. So let's go ahead and watch this. And uh see what to
1: An iconic mask is often the calling card of a horror movie franchise. From big-name brands like Jason Voorhees and Michael Myers, to underrated gems like Satan's Little Helper and The Furies. Distorting a villain's face and letting them go wild really makes for some of the most unnerving sequences you can get in cinema. That being said though, whilst a veil of anonymity is clinical enough to make cold blooded slashes, that, that extra bit unpleasant, it is the morbid movies. interest in what's underneath that really oh makes God. them scary. Who is this mysterious freak? Why are they hiding their face? Why have they chosen this particular get-up? Hang on a second are they even human but as we all know by now curiosity really does kill the cat and that's about true for near every other poor soul that witness what lies beneath these malignant masks whether it's from a narrative left turn a monstrous I'm sorry I'm bizarre, stuck on those masks. Both, <laughs> i can't get those out of is far my more mind shocking than anyone could have imagined and that is really saying something considering the state of their ghoulish disguises I am the barefaced ash from what culture horror and these are the 10 most shocking horror movie unmaskings 10. Jason Voorhees, Friday the 13th, Part 7, The New Blood Big bad Jason has his fair share of unmaskings throughout his hefty franchise, this is movie. The
0: best one. but I'm going to say this seventh movie
1: for the likes of this list purely, part four. purely for its iconic nastiness alone. Where we've previously seen Jason as a child and in potential dream sequences with no mask at all, the first open choice for Jason to show what is lurking under his sports gear is in Part Three, where he flips up the hockey mask to let Chris see and Anna the and Annabelle face. As if anyone yes. could forget that one. Part Seven comes after we see a far more squishy, supernaturally faced Jason in the preceding. Movies. So we already know we're not getting anything pretty should we get the standard once per movie ish viewing reveal. And oh hell, did they double down on that when Jason bears all? With his mask getting tightened by a telekinetic Tina, the thing splits in two just after he whips around to square up to his adversary, that's bringing muggly, what can only be described as right a rotten Satsuma of a head to the fore. It is a grisly reveal that revels in Jason's grossness and really just makes us glad that he wears a mask. It's not even the time, scary, to it's be just honest.
0: Downright night, ugly. The
1: Phantom. The Phantom of the opera. The OG jump scare, despite coming in a silent film, the 1925 release of The Phantom of the Opera sees the Lisa phantom laid bare in purge all of his glory. masks are
0: freaky. They're creepy. They creep behind. me out. What
1: we've only seen as a bizarre, uncanny human face mask previously, half fitted from brow to nose and painted in an expression of empathy, with the lower half hanging loose to hide his mouth, is taken away to reveal a screeching, enraged phantom. And is his face anything but empathetic? Maddened at Christine's disobedience, the looming Avila mass writes, of a Gotham moves has closer closer oh, yeah. a lot of scary characters, oh yeah. Seeing Batman's villains for an audience uh, in the before 20s Batman 20s especially This Batman. would have been a moment so heady and unexpected, it is no surprise that they apparently fainted. And even now, it still stands as a defining moment of early horror cinema. Whilst Cheney's look has since gone down in history, seeing it for the first time is a built-up surprising reveal, that's not still has the power job. to send a spooky chill down the spine. 8. The Predator Predator there's no Predator's denying that the predator looks freaky enough as it is with its mascot, An alien species that prides itself on battle prowess, the Yautja are sport hunters that target any others they can get a fair fight out of, bringing their weaponry and the scary. That's just someone you don't want to drink it. mess with. Fun. The mess original Predator with. movie lets Sorry. us see firsthand exactly what these extraterrestrial monsters are packing under their technology. With Arnold Schwarzenegger's and Egg up a titular mask. baddie as it sheds its face. mask for some one on one action. And his reaction says it all really. You're one ugly motherfucker. Harsh, but true. Underneath its armoured exterior, there lies a heavy jaw framed with mandibles, giving what was once an almost humanoid alien a far more distinct insect edge. Deep-set eyes, scaly skin, and a whole load more mouth than any creature could possibly need, seeing this fella discard his mask for an evenly matched fight, and revealing the true face of the Yautja in the process, is still an absolutely gasp-worthy moment.
0: The actual predator face, whoever came up Almost
1: every horror movie you watch with a mass murderer will wear such a disguise by choice. They want to hide something, whether it's a disfigured face or their identity at large, so use some creepy covering to make sure they can go about their business without incurring any unwanted repercussions to their own appearance. Hush, however, is different deaf and Mute Maddie is accosted by a killer that wears a mask that looks like he casted himself in plaster of paris but it still does the job as he toys with her from outside her home. See, it's like those tries masks that we saw in Fear attacks, the Walking Dead. not seen his this face. First half, half of, of season 6. He just you know, it doesn't necessarily have to be all this no bloody scary just go a go plain he white mask. mask under
0: the right head, circumstances.
1: It's scary as hell. How serious he has got when it comes scary, to movies it's all about the story Rather,
0: you know if the story the opposite, is creepy shocking, along with the uh, soundtrack has to it could the be all the most simplest of masks and it could be a just terrifyingly is intent creepy.
1: On her death six. Michael Myers. Halloween 5. Ah, uh, Lizzie writes, the evil
0: Myers. dead. Oh, Michael God. Myers you know, has built his legacy on that three things. Time, One is being a terrifying force of evil, work, naturally. Two is his excellent exercise routine dead. that
1: allows him to walk supernaturally fast. And three is nice wearing William Shatner's face on his own example. so that we never get a proper look at his true Leatherface, self. That's Leatherface. That's an image that will be seen. His whole shtick is being in shape. An admirable entity defined only by his white, rubbery mask that is sewn together by human flesh, that would freak you in front of him have a moment where his brutal reign of terror is subdued by humanity and feels also something games. we really shouldn't be, no, that but that counts. is what we get TV a couple of times in the TV series, and, and are, most notably in Halloween 5, Myers removes his mask movie. in front of Jamie to show a single tear running down his face, before remembering, hey, I'm Michael frickin' Myers, and ramming the disguise back over his head to get back into the stabbing state of mind. It is an eerie moment, one that stands out from Michael's long and varied history, since we know his face largely by its lack of visibility, and surprising both for its intimacy and the jump scare that follows. 5. Ryan. Happy Death Day to you. The Happy Death Day movies thrive you know, on being yeah. murder mysteries first and foremost. I don't the know, I see this mask as to, to figure out who keeps killing her and causing her to relive the same day over and over again. In the first film, the babyface killer intent on hacking up Tree eventually comes second to personal vendettas that are the true cause of death. But in the second movie, the two are one and the same. Taking on the school's mascot disguise to get away with murder, there's more than one unmasking that makes the cut in Happy Death Day to You. The first and most freaky of Happy death an early day to You Tree. As Happy roommate death Ryan, the target of someone trying to kill him and trapped in his own time loop, manages to stop the babyface killer hot on his trail. After subduing the villain, Tree takes his mask off, only to find that it is also Ryan hidden underneath. The very same one standing next to her and staring down at his own dead body. That was Wait, what? Happy Death Day to You teaches us very quickly that despite living this day hundreds of times over already, nothing will be as we remember. 4. Sam, Trick or Treat a film oh. that presents its main Halloween character as a little kid wandering around with a burlap sack many on his of you guys head, have
0: it sure comes one treat. hell
1: of a surprise when he takes the thing off and is not a child at all. Oh no, Sam is some shriveled, pumpkin-headed Halloween deity with a sweet tooth for trick-or-treat sweets and morbid violence, ensuring his like rules of the demon. holiday are enforced as he watches from the sidelines. Granted, Sam is a pretty cute villain all things considered, but he is an entirely unexpected monster to pop out from underneath his Hessian hood when we were expecting something... Well, just not the bastard child of Pumpkinhead, really. Caught up in a fight Camilla with a cranky right, old man who steals private candy for kids, Sam's okay. mask is ripped off in the heat of the moment, spurring on that a fraught opening, battle between the, the two until Sam is sedated with some sweets of his own. Ryan. The clue to staying on Sam's good That's side intense. is in the title on this one, it would seem. And since he is an angry gourd baby of evil, risen up to brutally protect Halloween tradition, best to keep a stock of hollyhoes and lockers on hand just in case. 3. Scrappy-Doo, Scooby-Doo Look, right, I already know this isn't what you'd expect of a horror movie in the same way the other movies on this list are. We're all aware that the live-action Scooby-Doo movie's biggest scare factor comes from an anthropomorphic dog dressed up as an old woman more than it does its villains, if you're a cynic and hate fun at least. But, I beseech you, Scooby-Doo is a horror movie template, designed to introduce children to the world of mild peril, ghosts, and real monsters being a lot closer to home than we ever give them credit for. And so, I entered to this list Scrappy F***ing Doo, learning that the puppy piece of has made his way onto Spooky Island, stolen a bunch of human souls, and plotted his revenge against Mr. Reink whilst wearing the face of Mr. Bean of all people, makes for the type of reveal that would make M. Night Shyamalan blush, and perfectly encapsulates the horror pastiche that Scoobit himself thrives upon. Growing up on this ridiculous, loving homage to the horror genre only makes every other unmasking on this list all the better. And he would have gotten away with it too, if it weren't for these meddling kids. 2. Shell, Kill List. With one of the most bizarre unmaskings put to screen, kill We're almost out, out of time. I want to see what number you- one is. As he returns to the world of contract killing and it with tiny clues throughout the narrative, Jay's involvement with a force much bigger than himself never makes itself obvious. And instead, we are plunged he eventually bests his opponent, stabbing them in the back repeatedly. A victory by any other standard, perhaps, but his mistake becomes clear when the straw mask is removed and the bloodied face of his wife. We are never going to truly know. But watching a man unknowingly murder his wife and child in the guise of a ritualistic battle is, at the very least, shocking. So here we are. One Gunther, the Funhouse.
0: Ah, a the
1: That's town. a
0: little bit. That's a flashback right there. So there you guys have it. The 10 best unmaskings. And I'm sorry, I'm gonna have to disagree with that list. First of all, Scooby-Doo. No. Hey, I have nothing against Scooby-Doo. I have three kids. I, had, You know, I had to watch Scooby-Doo. And I like the premise of introducing kids to the world of ghosts and monsters in a not scary but really interesting way. So, you know, still, does not fall under the horror realm. Anyway, guys, we are out of time. Thank you so much for tuning in tonight. Please visit our website, Dead Talk Live. Subscribe to us on YouTube if you're on YouTube right now. Please hit the thumbs up button on this broadcast. We can be found on YouTube, Instagram, Facebook, Twitch, and Twitter. Same name, Dead Talk Live on all of them. Uh, Be safe. I'll be back on the air again tomorrow night. Until then, stay safe and stay walking, guys. Good night.